Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. This is the last part in Rise and Be Healed. And we talked about the fact that from uh, Malachi 4.2, Malachi 4.2 is coming up in uh, a jiffy. Mm. Together. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. So, uh, and we've discussed the fact that there wasn't a lot of healing in the Bible in the Old Testament. Okay? The only people who seem to participate in, in healing ministry were Elisha, Elijah, and Abraham. By the way, did you see how smart my wife was? I shall continue. Elisha, Elijah, and Abraham. So this is over a span of like two, maybe 4,000 years. Now, if in 4,000 years you have only three healings, that's one for every 1,000 years. Like, if you take 1,000 years, then someone gets healed. Then another 1,000 years, then someone gets healed. That was the Old Testament. And then Jesus enters... And in three years, <laughs> in one of the scriptures, it says that everyone who touched his clothes got healed. Everyone. He healed the multitudes. Luke, Luke 6, 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. After having three in 4,000 years, this is what's happening. It was a fulfillment of prophecy. That when Jesus came, healing everywhere. Now, as Christians, let me ask you, are we Elijahs? Are we Elijahs? Are we Elishans? Are we Abraham, Abra, Abrahamians? Abrahamites? Are we Davidites? Huh? <laughs> Let's not even stretch us. Stretch it. We are what? Christians. Now, Acts 10.38 says, how God, 10.38, thank you Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, in case you are one of those people who put money for quoting scriptures, you know, there are people who play that game. You, they ask you, Nehemiah 3.10, you fail, you, you pay 5,000. Then you also ask them. Now, if you only ask the obvious ones, like John 3.16, they're going to eat your money. So you have to know some rare scriptures, like John 1.6. <clears throat> now, for those of you who play that game, please remember not to add Christ to Jesus' name in this verse. It is how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, not Jesus Christ. Jesus of Nazareth, and what happened? How did he anoint him? With the Holy Spirit and with power who went about what? Doing good and healing some. All who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now, Christ is not Jesus' son name. It's not the family name. He wasn't the son of Mr. Joseph and Mary Christ. I'm going somewhere with this, by the way. Because some of you are looking at me like, 
What did he drink this morning? Just coffee. <laughs> so Christ is not his family name. His passport wasn't... Yeah. In those days, it, they named you after where you come from. Jesus of Nazareth. Joseph of Arimathea. Saul of Tarsus. Are you, are you following? So, Christ means the anointed one. That's, that's, the, that's the meaning of that, the word. So when they say Jesus Christ, it is Jesus the anointed one. In fact, Kenneth Copeland says the more exact meaning is the anointed one and his anointing. So it's Jesus the anointed one and his anointing. Can you, can you imagine when you come to be known by the anointing? Tony, the anointed one and his anointing. And it was because of that anointing that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Now, it should be very interesting to you that we are not called Jesusians we are not called up after his natural name and where he came from, Jesus or Nazareth, but rather we are known by his anointing. We are Christians. Now, if it was the anointing that enabled him to go around healing people and then we are called after the same thing, what exactly do you think we should be doing? I just can't stop looking at our Quakers. I'm very distracted by how good they look. And, and It's the anointing. You mean before you got married, you need to have anointing? Levels. Okay, levels. They have stepped into new levels. Are, are you following? Christians. People of the anointing. That's us. Amen. And so like him, we should go around healing people. Doing good. Preaching, teaching, healing. Amen. So that was our emphasis in the last two Sundays. Talking about the fact that from when Jesus came, healing is available. Divine healing is what I'm talking about. Okay. Ah, you don't want divine healing. You only want Panadol. Panadol is also good, but it has its limitations. You better embrace dynamic, spiritual, God-type things now. Yeah, don't be those Christians who, they are Christians in name, but there is nothing in their lives that shows that they ran into God one day. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Okay, so, yeah, that's it, that's it. Now, today, as we conclude, I want us to look at 15 different ways to receive your healing. 15 different ways to receive your healing. Now, this is not for God to give. God has already given healing. First Peter 2.24, give it to me and we conclude that part, then we go into the receiving side. First Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live for, write yourself, by whose stripes you were healed. The healing was already released. Heaven released healing already. The same way salvation was released. The only part is the receiving. So don't be like those people who it, it is raining but they have not put their people where the two roofs meet. So they continue going far away to fetch water. Am I making sense? Yeah. If we're in Christ, I want you to know without any shadow of a doubt that we have access to divine health. 
Okay. So I want to show you 15 different ways so that, you know, if one doesn't work, you, you try another one. Am I making sense? Yeah, I don't want you to quit and say, they say, no matter what, they spit on you. If they have not spat on you, what, there's not enough saliva. No. First of all, that's not even one of the ways anyway. But just 15 different ways. Number one, are you ready? Number one is natural healing. Natural healing. Our bodies were designed to heal by themselves. Bodies are created to, to heal and recover. Those, those of you who grew up, no, that's not those of you. All men here, <laughs> you've sustained injuries through life. Now, when you were younger, you will even hide because you didn't want iodine and other such things to be applied on you and spirits. So you would hide your thing from mom. Most especially dad. Ah. <laughs> Most people it was mom. Mom was in charge of the health department. <laughs> now in his home, dad was in charge. And you hide it and it, it heals by itself. I told you last time that healing is an, act, is an act of grace. Can you imagine? God wants us to be healed so much so that he created our bodies to self-heal. Whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, whether you say it doesn't exist or you acknowledge that it exists, God created our bodies to heal by themselves. In fact, most of the time that's what happens. It's just when the, the immunity is compromised that you have to apply extra things to assist, to boost the, 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 the whatever. And whichever method of healing you use, whether it's medication, divine healing, it is, it is still God's system embedded in the body to make itself heal. Oh yeah. Paul was writing, I don't know, I'm trying to remember who it was he wrote to. I was telling them that this guy, he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him and God healed. Now imagine those days they didn't have all the modern medicine we have today. So how would people get healed? Just the body. So please, be grateful. Yeah, next Sunday is Thanksgiving. Come give thanks to God who created your body to heal by itself. You know when we talk about healing, that's, we usually skip that one. We start with all the other dynamic stuff. But that's the most common way people get healed. By doing nothing. <laughs> Am I making sense? Have you ever talked, if you have a good doctor, they are not always going to give you medicines. If you have a good one. A bad doctor is the one who sends you home with two kilograms of, 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 of antibiotics and, and what every time you say, I sneezed in the morning, take this sack. My head aches, here is a bag. Oh, my knee, take, bring a pickup truck. Please stop taking medicine like that. It's not food. You develop resistance. Especially antibiotics. Don't be casual with antibiotics because if you develop resistance, <clears throat> then, then, anyway, anyway, we still have Jesus. Should develop resistance. So the first is natural healing. The second one is medication and natural treatment. Ah. In church, people don't want us to talk about medication. And yet that's the one most of you use. Medication is not of the devil. Medication is not of the devil. None of the plants from which they extract medicine was created by the devil. So medicine 
is not of the devil. Physicians and doctors are not of the devil. Mm. Give me Colossians 4.14. Colossians 4.14. What does he say? Together, one, two, three. Look, the beloved physician and Demas greet you. Luke was a doctor. The one who wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts was a doctor. So please do not throw away your medicine. Have an eternal perspective. Well, some of you might be accusing me of lacking faith. Wisdom is the principal thing. Yeah. I'm not for preachers who preach divine healing when they take medicine at home. Because they confuse people to think that I'm, I told you there are many different what? Ways to receive healing. And yeah. Some people have been destroyed for you know there's this uh, Bishop Doug in one of his sermons were talking about one time he was sick and he had decided he was going to get healed by God only. Now this, this, this is a person who did medicine in school. So at that time he was still in, in his parents' home. So he was upstairs dying and they didn't know. So he, they thought he was, he was just resting and yet he was very ill. So he was praying to God to heal him. He was praying, he was praying, he was praying. Then at one point life was going out of him. He couldn't even move. And then he turned around on his bed and looked like this and there were two demons seated. Physical, he could see them physically seated on the bedside table. And God told him, get up and take medicine now. Otherwise, you're going to die. And he managed to get out of bed and stretched and got the medicine and swallowed it. And today, he has led 13.8 million people to, to Christ. <clears throat> Don't let the devil destroy you out of foolishness. There are people God is going to take not, tell not to touch medicine. Yesterday I had a, a on Friday I had a testimony of someone who, who God told her no, no more specs. So she took her specs, broke them and never needed specs again. Now for me, the time I told God no more specs, <laughs> I gave him one week Nothing happened. I prayed. I even went to a prayer retreat. After one week, I said, where are my specs? <laughs> and me are still preaching. I'm still believing for no specs. Yeah, but until that time comes, I'm not going to be there dysfunctional. I don't know. Why are people looking at me funny? You see, some of you, you want people who don't want to tell you the whole thing. Yeah. Sometimes, after you believed God and nothing has happened, you go, clean up your specs, put them back on and keep going. Build churches. <laughs> so medication is not of the devil. Mm -hmm. Now, can I give you a provision? Now, there are about 10,000 known diseases. Known. 10,000. Okay? Of these, there are only 500 known treatments. So physicians' medication are limited to only 5% of the diseases. 
yeah, of the known diseases. So, in other words, for 95%, it's you and Jesus. Minus the physicians. So, pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I've first told you, don't kick out your doctor. Because not everyone is at the same level of faith. You are going to try and do something which someone else did, but they were, they had a witness. They, they, they were standing on a word. You, they will ask you which one are you standing on. Say somewhere, I say somewhere in, in the Bible that God helps those who help themselves. No, it's not there. Are you following? Second Chronicles 16, 12 to 14. Second Chronicles 16, 12 to 14. Let's go. And in a 39th year of his reign, uh -huh, together, Asa became diseased in his feet and his malady was severe. Yet in his disease he did not seek the Lord but the physicians. So Asa rested with his fathers. He died in the 41st year of his reign. I don't think we need to go huh? further than that. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-ninth year he got sick, sick. Forty-first year he died. Two years later, why? He did not seek the Lord. He only sought the physicians. So I want to tell you that first of all, have a good doctor. Okay. But before the good doctor, seek the Lord. Because I've told you, the doctor is limited to only 5% of the known ailments. 15 different ways to receive your healing. Number three is the word. Psalm 107 verse 20. What does he say? He sent his word and heal them and deliver them from their destructions. Just the word. Wow. Proverbs 4, 20, 24. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. I can't hear you reading, you people. Huh? Don't be passive in church. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh flesh the word of God is health to your flesh oh yes mama 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 did I say 15 different ways please remind me there is a 16th yeah there is a 16th and I hope I'll remember it oh, no I just, just, yeah. Just, just write the name Billy Graham. I will remind, I will remember that it is the 16th. But are we tracking? What was the first one? Yeah, your body has anti, yeah. And number two? Medication and natural remedies. Number three? The word, the word. I found that in my own ministry, most people get healed through my ministry is through the word. Yeah. People who I send the word or when I'm preaching and they get healed. So all those who are waiting for me to bring out uh, some sort of broom to wave over them. <laughs> what a shock. Now, do you know that we are live right now on Spirit TV and Spirit FM? And uh, the man who leads the team at Spirit TV and Spirit FM is here with us today. Mr. K Mr. Keita Anguzu, kindly stand up and, and we just appreciate him. Can you appreciate him? Yes, we are so honored to have you here today. Thank you for enabling us to reach many more people than we would just in this room. Amen. Now, those at the different locations, is not where you are, so please don't look around. <laughs> he sent his word and healed. That is this. What happened to the centurion who had the sick servant? 
What did he tell Jesus? Jesus was willing to go to his house. He says, no, 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 boss. Don't come to my house. Just speak. Just speak. Can you imagine? And Jesus said he had never seen such faith in all of Israel. Can you imagine the faith? You see, the thing with faith is what you believe is what you get. If you think someone has to lay hands on you, then you have to look for them to lay hands on you. But if you believe that a word is enough, a word is enough. Oh yes. So the word of God is a reliable source of healing for you. It's a way to receive your healing. So don't take your Bible lightly. Yeah. Be heavy on the word. Don't be word poor. Be word rich. Uh, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm word rich. Yeah. So if you're suffering from any kind of sickness, go get the word. And like Gloria Copeland says, if symptoms persist, double the dose. If symptoms persist, double the dose. The beautiful thing about receiving healing from the word of God is that you have it everywhere and it has no side effects. And you can't overdose on the word. If you receive healing only by someone praying for you, if the symptoms come back and the person is not there, you're going to struggle. But if it was by the word, I see people here receiving sustained health by the word. It says the words are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. May the word of God be health to your flesh as you take it in every day, morning, evening, noon time. May it be health to your flesh. Yes, we declare today you will never die of cancer in the name of Jesus. Yeah. 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 When you stop cancer insurance, you shall not die, but live. Amen. Now, number four, spoken words. Number three is the word of God. Number four are your words or people's words. What does Proverbs 18.20, is it 18.20, 18.21? us 18.21. I think 18.20 is sensitive, but give us 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue are those who love it. Well, it's, it's fruit. In case you're wondering, why did I say 1820 is sensitive? Just show 1820, then you'll see that... Uh, uh, no, no, no. It's not this one. It's, it's, is this 1819? Ah, it's 1822, yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I told you it's sensitive. Let's go back to where we were, 1821. But actually, 20 and 21 are connected. Look at 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Not eating. It's the words you speak. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. What are you filled with? If you're speaking negative things, you're being filled by negativity. If you're speaking death, you're being filled by death. If you're speaking life, you're being filled by... There is no innocent word. Every word that proceeds from your mouth is either giving life or death. Not nothing neutral. And for most of us, 80% of the time we are casting ourselves because we are looking for pity. We think people will have pity on you. My friend, number, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Is your tongue giving life or is it giving death? Are you following? Look at Proverbs 12, 18. Hey, Proverbs 12, 18. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The tongue of the wise promotes health. Here in my notes, number five, 
and number three are similar so i'll skip number five so my point that i told you will be number 15. yeah so there is one who speaks like what the piercings of a sword they say something and you feel pain like life has gone out of you but the tongue of the wise promotes health what a wow wow health promotion tongue ministries international yeah that's why we tell you uh, uh, you know tell, speak to your neighbor tell them this that it's, it's not an idol exercise yeah it's called prophecy you shall act you move forward quickly and overtake by the word of prophecy amen yeah do you believe this is in the bible that my assumption is if you're christian you believe the things in the bible so that was number one number four words spoken are you tracking number five number five is the prayer of faith the prayer of faith mm -mm. I repaint I'm going to stick with my number five it's a good point I will not cheat you now number five is listening to anointed teaching and preaching yeah it's different from the word as in the word of God the Bible this is different let me show you why it's different he says in Matthew 4 23 together and Jesus went about all Galilee uh-huh teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sicknesses and disease the same thing Matthew 9 35 Jesus went about all the cities and villages what teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel and healing every sickness do you see that healing always came after teaching and preaching yeah teaching and preaching it promotes healing yeah and maybe i should have said at this point that this is how most of my ministry works teaching and preaching and healing he doesn't say he went about healing teaching and he didn't heal first then he says okay now let me teach something as he taught and preach hey <laughs> healing happened now if your neighbor is annoyed tell them neighbor don't be annoyed be anointed Luke 5.15 Luke 5.15 However the report went round concerning him all the more I don't hear you Guys, what's going on? And great multitudes came together to hear and be healed by him of their faculties Hear and then be healed Teaching, preaching, healing That's why it usually doesn't work so well if the only time you come to church is when they say there is a healing service You should come when there is teaching and preaching. And then healing shall be accompanying. Yeah, don't wait for only the healing service. Do you understand? Look at Luke 9, 6. I'm enjoying this sermon. I don't know about you. Look at Luke 9, 6. So they departed and went through the towns, what? Preaching the gospel and healing. Yeah. Healing everywhere. Acts 2, 43, not this one well. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Now this, you may not uh, see it properly. So give it to us in the Passion Translation. Mm, the Passion Translation. And they continued, uh, every believer, let's continue, was faithfully devoted to following the 
teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. Verse 43. A deep sense of holy also proven, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders that included healings. What a, it says, and the as a result of being faithfully devoted to their teachings, right? In Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 19, take me to where Paul, in the New King James Version, Paul taught for two years in the hall of Tyrannus. For two years in the hall of Tyrannus. Acts 19. Is everything okay? They are finding Acts 19 in the name of Jesus. He's worthy. Now, this is Paul. He went and hired a hall. Eh? Uh -uh. Let's start verse 9. Okay, together. One, two, three. And he went into the synagogue, spoke boldly for three months, reasoning and persuading concerning the things of the kingdom. But when some were hardened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, he departed from them and withdrew the disciples, reasoning daily in the school of Tyrannus. Uh -huh. And this continued for two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs were taken from his body and brought from his body to the sick so that the diseases left them and evil spirits went out from them. When did the, the, the unusual miracles happen? After two years or during the, that course of two years of teaching every day. That's when extraordinary miracles happened. Shout, I'm understanding. Acts 14, 8 to 10. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Are they there? Next verse. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed said with a loud voice stand up straight on your feet and he leapt and walked. Now it says Paul observed him and saw that he had faith to be healed. But what, what was the activity happening? He was preaching. And as he was preaching the man was getting faith. Paul wasn't preaching about healing. Paul was preaching about Jesus. That's what he preached about. The resurrection. And they are talking about Jesus. Someone is getting faith to be healed. Boom. Oh yeah. Your boom is coming someone here. Yes. What was the first one? Natural healing. The second one? Medication and natural treatment. The third one? The word of God, the fourth one, the fifth one, listening to anointed teaching and preaching. Number six, the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Genesis 20, 17 to 18. So Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his female servants. Then they bore children. Abraham prayed to God and he healed these people. James 5, 14 says... Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Number 15, together. Oh. It looks like my projection team is way behind me in this matter. Thank you, Jesus. I'll read for you. James 5. I'd move down to verse 15. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. Yeah. So, number, number, that was number one. Six. It's the prayer of faith. So, pray for sick people. Pray the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith is not going to come from America. 
or from an angel. It's going to come from you, the believer. Are you a child of Abraham? Yes. Are you a child of Jesus? Yes. Are you a Christian? Yes. Are you of the anointed? Yes. The prayer of faith. All right. Now let me give you a clue. Don't wait when everything has failed, then you start faith. It's very bad to go to the gym on the day when they are lifting 200 kilograms and it's your first day. It's not good. So get acquainted to faith healing from early on. Don't neglect faith healing until they give you some sickness which even you, you know now this one the doctor can't handle. God doesn't like being a spare part. Yeah. A spare tire. It's like now all the others can't work. That's now when you come. Eh? No. God likes to be in charge. He's holy. He's, that's why he say, hallowed be your name. As in you shouldn't be mixed, mixed up with these other small things. So even when you have a headache or a flu, believe God for healing. Even when you're taking medicine, still believe God for healing. Pray the prayer of faith. Get used to that system early to the degree that you now eliminate medicine from your life. Make sense? Yeah. Because that's how your faith grows. I'm for medicine, but medicine doesn't increase your faith. When you take medicine, you will not think it is God who healed you. You will think it is the medicine that healed you. So that, that is the available at a certain stage of your life when you are not taking faith too seriously. But you need to wean yourself off it quickly. So that you know that it was God. This was strictly God. Am I making sense? So the prayer of faith. Amen. Number seven. Anointing with oil. Mark 6.13 And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. The same scripture we just read. James 5.14 is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. That's why at the end of the service we have the elders and the zonal pastors here at the front praying with people. And sometimes they will anoint you with oil. I hope they carry some oil around. Amen. Today they will be praying with people with oil. Yeah. So it's anointing with oil. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. Amen. Hey. You guys. Don't tempt me to close now. Number eight is laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. I have too many scriptures. But because of time I'm going to give you one, one verse for everyone. Every point. Uh, which is a nice one. Acts 28, 8. Acts 28.8 Together. And it happened that the father of that guy, what, what's the right pronunciation? Publius 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 <laughs> What? Papalius? Wow. <laughs> Publius you, you are stretching it. So there's an old joke. It came from my family that uh, one time there was a school caterer who needed to explain to the students why they were going to have a different meal. But the, the, the yeah, so he went to the assembly, students, today there are no potatoes. You shall eat the pumpkin. So I don't know how you move the M's and N's around to fit your. Yeah. Instead of pumpkin, he said you shall eat the pumpkin. So some of you 
You are saying pamblias. No, please. Like some, the people who say nankulabie. Where is the N in nankulabie? Nankulabie. What a shock. Publius, less sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed and he laid his hands on him and healed him. Number nine, points of contact. Luke 6 19. The woman stood so to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them. Or what were they touching? His clothes. Mark 5. For she said, If I may only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Acts 19. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and evil spirits went out from them. So that's one way of receiving your healing. They can send you something. Yeah. Now look, the, 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 part, the scripture you believe is the scripture that works for you. Yeah, some of you are there shaking your heads inside your head. Your head is like this, but inside it is shaking. <laughs> My friend, you'd better believe what I'm telling you. Yeah, I can send you a pen and you get healed. Or something. A handkerchief. A chocolate. Chicken soup. Some of you are mochi susa. These are the people when they are going to have communion, they bring a whole loaf and two Coca-Colas and they are one person. On the day of fasting, that I'm having communion in the fast. What a shock. Wow. I'm going to skip some things here. I'm out of time. N number what? Ten. Ac faith actions. Faith actions. Like the lady I told you about who? Who, who, who broke, broke her specs. Those are faith actions. The woman in the, with the issue of blood said, if I may only touch, I will be made well. That was her faith action. Yeah. I forgot to tell you, the, the powerful story I had from Busabala hosting center, there was this guy he had been using a catheter for four years. Four years. And the hosting center people went and visited him and prayed for him. So, on one, one day he was supposed to go for it to be replaced. So when he went, I think there was a problem. So he was so tired of the whole thing, he decided, if I die, I die. He's like, I'm tired of bothering my relatives and what. So they prayed for him, he went back, and instead of using the thing, he didn't put it on. He just took some medication, was given day one, day two. Day two, he started passing urine normally. By day three, when people in the home found out, because he had hidden it from them, they started calling the hosting center planter, the pastor. Pastor, something is going on here. This is like 2 a.m. Only to go back, the guy who could not to stand, he had to hold on to something to be able to stand. When they went to see the guy, he was doing squats. He's like, you see? He was doing, he was running around, was doing jumping. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, those of you who don't believe, believe and receive or doubt and do without. Oh yeah, in this church, I receive minimum two or three healing testimonies a week. Yeah. So act on your faith. Number 12 is obedience to instructions. Number 11 is obedience to instructions. Please refer to Naaman's story. They told him, go wash. He started arguing. When he went and washed, he got healed. So, one of the ways to receive healing is obedience to instructions. Go wash. Go find the pool of Siloam. He went, the guy, a blind man, went looking around for a pool. Pick up your bed and walk. He picked it up. Stretch your hand. Obedience to instructions. If you are too big-headed, 
Number 13, Holy Communion with understanding. Okay, 12. I skipped one, that's why I keep getting confused. Number 12, Holy Communion. Go read First uh, Corinthians chapter 11. Yeah. Communion will give you life. I take communion very regularly, personally. And I don't see doctors a lot. Very rarely. Yeah, I think the last time I had to see a doctor was Kofiti. Yeah. When Kofiti came and knocked at my door, it disrespected some of the boundaries I'd set up. I told it this is the last time. Communion. So go have communion. You don't have to have a person in black with a, a white collar to have communion. I give you permission to have communion. Just don't do two Coca-Colas and a full loaf of bread with omelette in between. Please. Chikalai. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you're doing spiritual things, always make sure you don't get into the flesh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Fasting with prayer. That's number 13, right? Fasting with prayer. Our time is up on radio and TV. We bless you. God bless you abundantly. We are praying for you. May you be healed. And if you have never received Jesus, it's the best decision you'll ever make. So come to him. Fasting. Let me show you. Isaiah. Isaiah 58. Verse 6 to 8. 1, 2, 3. I can't hear you. This time I'm not going to read. Because you have to read. 1, 2, 3. I have chosen uh -huh, to lose the bonds of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from his own flesh now louder then your light shall break forth like the morning your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you the glory of the Lord shall be your rare. Yeah. Even, even doctors, medical, they will tell you one of the ways to boost your immunity is fasting. Now, I want you to fast for spiritual reasons. But when you fast, your healing springs forth speedily. Yeah. Give it a shot. Eh? Yeah. No, don't be that person who eats six meals a day for the rest of your life. It's not good for your health. So fasting springs your healing forth speedily. Number 14. It's the one I told you to remind me about. Don't, you people, who is that? Who is the one teaching? Who wants the microphone? Okay. Number 14. Serving the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Where is the verse? You shall serve the Lord and I will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Exodus 23 and 5. So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Pat Robertson is probably 94. Still alive. Or Robert died 92, is it? Billy Graham died 99. It was a few days away from his 100th birthday. His problem was that he wasn't dying. He actually started asking God about this whole thing. Of, uh, what's, what's going on here? 
I'm ready for heaven. Why are you? John Wesley died at 87 in a time when there were no medicines, vaccines, and modern medicine. 87 in the 1700s. A man who preached his first sermon every day at 5 a.m. He woke up at 4 every day and by 5 he was in his first service every single day of his adult life. He preached until two weeks to his death. 87. It's in the scriptures. Bible says Moses died when he was 120 years old. His eyes were not dimmed, nor his natural vigor diminished. Aaron. Caleb. Joshua. All these guys lived long. David. David is that which is most mysterious because he died in his 70s, but this guy was fighting wars every time. How did he not get knifed, speared, arrowed, beaten? What? How did he grow old? How can you be a man of war and you die of old age? Ah, if I were you. I would make a conscious decision to serve the Lord. Number 15. Are you ready for number 15? Or you want to go? Youth experience, the youth experience, aka YXP, is coming on at 11.30. And Pastor Lynette in Super Guys in the house is going to be bringing the Y. So if I were you, I would be already organizing myself for YXP. Especially because it's the service of the young and the rich. Come on now. Number 15 is no falling sick. <laughs> yeah. Romans 8, 10 to 11. Romans 8, 10 to 11. Say, I'm ready. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. I was once listening to a man of God preaching from this verse and he explained it even better because verse 10 doesn't make sense in the English in which it is. Here, let me, I don't have time, so let me give you the right interpretation of verse 10. If, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. The context is 10 and 11, yeah? Because of sin. But the, uh -uh. But the spirit gives it life because of righteousness. Because of sin, the body is experiencing death. But because of righteousness, the spirit is giving it life. And verse 11 sheds light on this when he says, If the spirit of him raised from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, not to your bodies of the going to heaven, no, to your current mortal bodies here on earth, through his spirit who dwells in you. Now, when the spirit is giving you life, to, life to your mortal body, what does that mean? It means you don't fall sick. So let's stand up and pray and give thanks. Hey, amen. Do you receive the word? Do you receive it? Are you ready to walk in divine health? Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Let's just give thanks to God who makes all things possible for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing us, healing us emotionally, healing us mentally, healing us bodily healing us relationally, healing us spiritually. We bless you. We thank you. May your name be praised. Come on, church, lift your voice. Lift your voice and give thanks to him. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you for the healing that is springing forth speedily, that is manifesting right now. Thank you that with love life, you satisfy us. 
and show us your salvation. Thank you for the healing in Christ Jesus. Lord, we speak concerning any person in this house who may be suffering from anything. We command sickness out of you. We command sickness out of your body, out of your system. We bless you, Lord, for your healing. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to give thanks to God because he's going to perform his word in your life. Amen. Amen. That he will heal you. Not only today, but in future and in all the days that the enemy seeks to afflict you with sickness, we speak healing. We declare that you respond appropriately. Oh, thank you, Lord. For the life of Jesus that flows through our veins, giving life to our mortal bodies, we bless you. Now, often people think that the only way to die is to be sick. That's wrong. You don't have to fall sick to die. No. When it's time for you to die, you'll organize your things properly hand over to whoever you need to hand over to in health and then yes. you will go yes. it doesn't always have to be sickness and this is a deception because you've seen it so many times with so many people you have come to believe it's going to happen to you what I'm telling you now is a word of wisdom that has just come to me this is not part of my message I just I'm attacking something that yes. might destroy you badly I'm attacking a mentality I'm attacking a mindset you don't have do not think that the only way to die is to fall sick no you can die in health that's how Moses died that's how Abraham died that's how David died David didn't die of sickness yeah he just died of old age do you receive it now just receive it just pray in the spirit everyone thank you Lord thank you for your kindness Thank you for your grace. Thank you that when it's time for people in this room and in the rooms where we are gathered to go to heaven, it will not be a struggle with sickness. It will be a joyful departure from earth and a joyful arrival in heaven. We bless you because we do not have to follow the ways of the world. We bless you because your word is superior to our experiences. We bless you because the anointing that we have from the Holy One teaches us all things including how to live and how to die we bless you in Jesus name Amen as we close this service if you're in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus our healer our Lord the one who loved us the one who was beaten on that cross that we may have health I want to give you an opportunity I want to pray with you Maybe a friend invited you. Maybe you're a guest. Maybe you've been coming. And today you're like, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. I want to belong to Jesus. Wherever you are, I just want you to put your hand straight up as people are praying. As everyone is minding their business, I want you just shoot it up where you are. You're like, today I'm giving my life to Jesus. Both here in Nalia and at all the locations and hosting centers. Just one hand up. I need to see your hand. Put it up straight so I can see it. All right. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Someone else. Anyone else? Oh, thank you for that hand. Can you come here where I am? I would like to pray with you. Other people. If, not if. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just come. I'll pray with you. Pastors, come with them so they don't stand alone. Thank you, my sister. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Come, boldly, yes. These are God's people. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Welcome, my sister. Jesus said that whoever acknowledges me before men, I'll acknowledge him before my father. And whoever denies me before men, and this is Jesus, the loving one. He said, I'll deny him before my father. Wow, I don't want Jesus to deny me before his father. So if you're still there and today is your day of salvation, just can you, I, I want to pray with you. It's a simple prayer. 
no gymnastics, nothing complicated. Anyone else? I'm not afraid. Amen. All right. Can we pray with our sisters here and all the people online and the people in the hosting centers? Uh, you just pray the prayer I pray. It's a prayer of confession of receiving Christ. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus today, today I receive you, I receive you as, my Lord and Savior. as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sins. Give me your Holy Spirit that I may live forever with you in eternity. Amen. 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 Awesome. This right here is Pastor Kathy. She's just going to take your contacts. We want people to be in touch with you. Are you blessed this morning? Isn't God amazing? We have only 15 minutes to the next service, so the moment I close, if you want to pray with one of the elders or pastors, you just come to the front and they'll pray with you as we change over to the, to the YXP. How do you like our improvements in the parking and what and what? You like it? You like it? I like it too. So friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. And may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And may you walk in divine health. We chase sickness out of your homes, out of your minds, out of your emotions, out of your bodies. May you experience his goodness and health in Jesus' name. Amen. And may that grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. God bless you. See you Sunday. Remember to invite someone to garage. For listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.